Uh, hey, everyone. I guess, I don't know, I found this recording equipment washed up at Mississauga Beach, and my dog started peeing on it, but then I saw it had a note tape to it, so I stopped him. Well, it's hard to stop a peeing dog, so once he was done, I picked it up. Then I was all like, this is podcasting equipment, and it's very important. If found, call this number. So, I guess I'm your host for this episode. Um, <laughs> my name is Kate Hammer, and I live in Niagara-on-the-Lake, which is crazy. (laughs) Oh, right. Um, This is the What Three Sketches podcast, and the podcast is usually hosted by a very angry man called Ben, though maybe he's just angry on the phone while paying international fees to talk to me. Apparently, he's still being held by Tobago customs officers, and he only gets one call a day. This podcast must be extremely successful because he phones me every day instead of a lawyer or any loved ones. Oh, sorry. I'm doing this on my lunch break. I work at the Upper Canada Animal Hospital at the front desk, so there might be some interruptions. Mr. Parker, I told you not to come in. Your dog isn't here. Yeah, I know you dropped him off yesterday, but he's gone. Oh, I see where the confusion is. No, he's not run away. He's dead. Yeah, he died here. All right, back to it. This is actually kind of fun. Okay, um, the What Three Words location is... Faculty Monarch Investigate, which is where I'm sitting right now. I can't have too much fun, though, because I have therapy during my lunch break. That's right, I do therapy. And I'm not afraid to tell you. Therapy is good. Or I imagine it would be if I could afford a real therapist. Once someone brought us a horse to fix, but the horse was already too broken. And now the owner just keeps coming in once a week for a little chat. It's pretty nice. She brushes my hair as I talk, stays in front of me when my legs get a little kicky, and she always gives me a lump of sugar before she leaves. So, in a way, I'm glad my work cut my mental health benefit. Anyway, on with the first little play thing. Sketch. Play the sketch. I I don't know. What's that I hear? That's the sound of love in the air, which means it's time for everyone's favorite game show, Get Hitched or Die Trying. The dating show where every contestant leaves with their perfect match or doesn't leave at all. Let's bring out our first contestant. He's an Irish mayfly who spent the last two years as an underwater lava. He emerged from his cocoon this morning and has less than 24 hours to mate before he dies because nature can be so friggin' cruel. Welcome, Martin the Mayfly! Martin, tell us what you're looking for. I'm not a fussy Mayfly. I'm just looking for a butterfly I can start a family with in the next two hours or so. We've got a real family man here. <laughs> Well, let's meet your three potential partners. First, we've got Priscilla, the painted lady. She's a southern belle from Florida whose hobbies include feeding on swamp milkweed. How are y'all? Or will it be Mabel the monarch from Windsor who enjoys fluttering around the flowers? Spot on! Or how about Gabriella, the dusky blue from Bordeaux who likes getting groovy when the sun sets and keep it going all night long? Oui. Martin the Mayfly, are you ready to get hitched or die trying? 
Yeah, get on with it. I haven't much time left. Then let's move right into the lightning round. Bachelorette number one, Priscilla the Painted Lady. Can you describe your perfect partner? Well, I just want a man who really gets to know me. And not just me, but my family. All my sisters and brothers. There's about 400 of us. Mon the Mayfly, what do you think? Are you mad? I ain't got time to meet your family. Then let's move on to Bachelorette number two. Mabel the Monarch, what do you like to do on a first date? I like a romantic candlelit dinner. I just love candles. The light is so entrancing. What do you say, Martin? Could this be your perfect match? Are you not listening? I don't have time for dating. I need to get lit. Now! Well, we've only got one bachelorette left. Gabrielle the Dusky Blue... Stop with the silly questions. I'm going to die soon. In that case, Gabriella, would you bang this mayfly? Uh, why not? Is handsome enough. Looks like we have a match. Martin, fly on over and meet the new love of your life. Hey, it's so nice to meet... Oh, my. Oh. Would you look at that? He's just died right here in the studio. You know what they say, life is too short. (laughs) But we've got another contestant backstage. She's a black widow spider from Wellington who likes to eat her partners in the middle of copulation. What a wild gal. Can we find her a match? Stay tuned to find out on Get Hitched or Die Trying. See you later, folks. It was a Friday afternoon when she walked into my office. I remember, because I'd forgotten that the garbage men were on strike and I had to carry a full trash can back up three flights of stairs. This doll looked like she only shopped in designer shops like Debenhams before it went out of business. But there was something about the way this broad spoke that made me think that she needed my help. I need your help. Turns out this dame had been accused of murdering her husband while having an affair with her badminton coach, playing with more than his shadowcocks, if you get my drift. I'm innocent. It was my husband who was having the affairs. There was a secretary, his intern, our estate agent, and she's actually my sister, um, our neighbor, my godmother, Janice, his high school crush, the, the milkman, his, his second cousin twice removed, brought into the family by marriage, not blood, so it wasn't weird. The woman who worked at KFC, his Hollywood sweetheart, once removed, but that one was blood, so it was weird. Damn, this chick could talk. I tried listening, but my mind kept drifting to my weekend plans. Maybe I'll go see that new movie adapted from Stephen King's tweets. Hold on. What is she saying? And I heard he slept with Mr. Blobby a couple times. Not the person. Just the empty suit. But that was probably just rumors. Stop. Let's continue this conversation on the way to your house. So you believe me? No, but your house is beside the dump, and I have a garbage can full of trash which I need to get rid of. Welcome back to the best part of the podcast. Uh, me. <laughs> oh no. It's, it's Ben on his daily call. 
Hello? I told you not to call today. I'm recording. Kate, I need you to go to the British Embassy. Tell them I'm being held in prison for stealing a boat and they won't let me speak to anyone but you. Buy off my equipment. Listen to my podcast. Get me out of pirate prison. Come on, man. I'm barely one woman. Plus, this whole thing might be a prank. Like... Get the nice Canadian to talk into a stick thinking she's hosting one of those true crime stories and then pour a bucket of pig's blood on her head. I'm not tricking you! They don't feed me! Do you want some pig's blood? No! Wh- we keep gallons of it in the bag. No, I don't want... What? You need to help me! Wait a second. Are you doing a sketch right now? No, you don't understand. They drip water on my face, they don't let me sleep, and they play Bruno Mars on a constant loop. Oh my god. (laughs) Was that an escalation? Classic sketch move. Oh, officer, officer, please. Okay, I'm not... It's just my phone call. I'm allowed to have a phone call. You can't, you can't Introducing just, you know, a new character? I can legally, tell you've legally. done a course That's on this. Legal grounding I have to... <laughs> wow, the sound oh. effects have really come along since Ow. episode one. Oh. Sounds so real. Oh. Oh. I'm ready for the punchline, Ben. They <laughs> oh, really... Uh, they really Okay, seems Ben has lost faith in that sketch. Let's move on to some that are actually finished. Could I at least do the throw too? No, it's my podcast now. Dr. Finley, the new hires are waiting for you in the lobby. And be nice. We're beyond short-staffed as it is. I know. I'm on your side. Kissing your work wife just isn't the same as your real wife. Mostly because my work wife's a broom and I keep getting splinters. Hello everyone! Let's do introductions, shall we? Dr. Singh, you can go first. Glad to be here, Dr. Finlay. I love working with patients and making them feel better. It will be hard to switch to humans, but I'm up to the challenge. What? I'm up to the challenge! Is your hearing okay? Uh, I've seen a lot of Labradors with earwax build-up. I can help if you show me to the cones. Let's come back to you. Next is Dr. Martin. I've spent years getting to the root of human pain. Finally, a trained doctor. Theoretically. Pardon me? I have a doctorate in philosophy. So if someone comes to me with a broken arm, I'll be able to ask the real question. Why? You're going to heal a broken bone with philosophical musings. No, but I will heal the human condition. All I'm asking for is professional, experienced, legitimate staff. Is anyone here even a real doctor? (coughs) Dr. Singh, did you bring one of your previous patients to the practice? Oh, my apologies. Dr. Seabiscuit, is it? And it says here you're a Cambridge man. Sorry, sorry, Oxford. You know what? You're hired. It's long hours, but there's a broom closet I think you're going to love. Horse doctor, the doctor who's a horse. He's got paddles in his saddle bags and sugar cubes, of course. Horse doctor, he'll fix your chesty cough He'll prescribe you ivermectin And he'll serve it in a trough 
Divorce doctor, he's got his PhD, so come on, get some medicine of the highest pedigree. Oh, yeah. I had tracked Nathan, the child snatcher, Shearer, down to his bar. If you're wondering how he got his nickname, it's cause each time he snatched a child, he would celebrate by raising one arm like Alan Shearer after scoring a goal. His real name is Nathan Lineker, and boy does he hate potato chips. So, you tracked me down to my own bar, Murray? That's a mighty fine investigation work. Shut up, Nathan. What do you know about the missing Henderson boy? I know nothing. Come on, Nathan. Who else kidnaps children while dressed like a Girl Scout and pretending to sell cookies? This literally has your handprints all over it. Literally? Well, figuratively. I actually dusted for fingerprints and found nothing. What if I told you I was out of town the day the kid went missing? I'd say that's a convenient alibis. Do you not know how to pronounce alibi, Murray? What? No! I've only ever read it. Uh, Shut up! Leave me alone! It seems to me you're missing a key detail in this case. What's that? There is no Henderson child. You've been sent on a wild goose chase, Murray. Why would Lord Henderson do that? Maybe because he knows you were the one who's fly-tipping on his land during the garbage man's strike. I should have known he would have seen me. That's what I get for driving round in a van with my name and number on the side. I still arrested Nathan, though. Turns out he had a gang of children working in the toilets, selling squirts of aftershave for a quid. Okay, sir, have you emptied your pockets and put all of your personal items on the conveyor? Yes, I have. Could you step through the scanner then, please? Sure. Okay, step back. Could you please double-check your pockets? Oh my god, sorry. I've still got my belt on. I'll take it off. Just step back through then, please, sir. No problem. Sir, we take security very seriously here. Please be thorough, or we will have to do a body search. Sorry, I'll check them again. (laughs) What? How'd you get all of that? Sorry about that. Sir, we're going to have to do a full-body search now. No, honestly, I must have missed something in my pockets. That's everything. Did you... Did you just pull a Ford Fiesta out of your mouth? (laughs) Yes, sorry. There's always something you forget. Sir, you can only take liquids in a clear bag of up to 100 millilitres, and if I'm not mistaken, that Ford Fiesta has a 42 litre tank. Oh, come on. You can bend the rules just this time. It's only a little over the limit. Let me on. You know the rules. Please dispose of it in the liquids bin. Screw your rules. I'm a frequent flyer. You're going to rue the day you messed with me. Come back here, come back. (laughs) 
Dr. Seabiscuit. You're literally the best doctor we've ever had. I'm so sorry I ever doubted you. An Oxford man through and through. <laughs> You've been so good that I'm promoting you. You get to take Mrs. Martinez's parking spot. I know you don't even drive the car. You just pull it behind you like a Volvo chariot. But it's the symbolism, you know? Doctors, someone's choking. They need CPR. Don't worry, Dr. Seabiscuit's on his way. Yeah! <laughs> Look at him go. Dear God! What the hell? Did that man's heart just burst out through his chest? Dr. Seabiscuit, you're... you're powerful hooves. I... I think you should go. <laughs> Get out here, you dumb horse! Got the moves in surgery, you'll rarely see a sure set of hooves. Horse doctor, he's smart and he is able. If you're poorly, he'll make sure that your condition's stable. Get it? Horse doctor, he's really highly trained. Only fools and horses worry when horse doctors at the reins, yeah. Faculty investigate monarch? More like horse, horse, bends in every sketch, am I right? <laughs> Thanks for having our session in the waiting room, Doctor. I'm hosting the What Three Sketches podcast for my new friend, Ben, and I can't leave these three square meters. Oh, I'm not a doctor. Say hi to the doctor, Ben. Up, down, funk you up. Up, down, funk you up. Ben loves Mr. Mars. He's been playing it nonstop. So, as I was saying in our last session, the man who raised me isn't my real dad. It's the Hollywood star... I'm not ready for the brushing, doctor. Not yet. Do you want to eat an apple out of my hands? Yeah, okay. So, my dad turns to me and says... The secret to making movies that slap is... Actually, this gets a bit too personal for the airwaves. Should we move on to the next sketch, Ben? <laughs> He's really committing to the bit on this one. Oh, well, let's get away from Cryville and further into Sketchdown. God, I love this. I feel like I finally found something. All right, students, settle down. I'm your substitute teacher, Mr. Zamboni. I see the lesson plan today is on the history of technology. Can I get a holla holla? Very well. Uh, We shall get started at once. Uh, Your regular teacher, Mr. Hastings, was a bit old-fashioned, wasn't he? Getting his lessons from a history book? I think you'll find I'm more modern. Yes, uh, I got my history and all my knowledge from the internet. Uh, Shouldn't you just teach us what we need to know for the test? (laughs) Oh, no. No, 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 no. Prepare to have your minds blown. We begin in 1837. Samuel Morse has just invented Morse code. What message do you think he sent first? 
Hey, guys. What message do you think he sent first? Come on, speak up. You there. Was it SOS? Don't be ridiculous. He sent the world's first poo emoji. Uh, I don't think emojis were around back then. Well, actually, smarty pants, uh, they must have been. Uh, you see, because I found a very special recording of it on the Wikipedia. Listen carefully. Oh, Mr. Morse, that's very cheeky of you. Lol, I mean, dash dot, dash dash dash, dash dot. So that's settled then. Hey, you, there. Me? Can you tell us what Alexander Graham Bell invented in 1876? Mr. Hastings already taught us this. He invented the telephone. Don't be absurd! The telephone had been around for decades. Graham Bell invented the first sexy ringtone, you see. Now pay attention to this recording I found. be calling at this hour. Hello? Hello, gorgeous. Oh, Mr. Granbell! I should have known it would be you. Where did you get that recording? I found it on the Twitter, okay? <laughs> Maybe you should try to keep up with modern developments, huh? Wait a minute. Mr. Zamboni, you can't just play recordings you found online. It's all made up. We're gonna fail now. Fail? Fail? Fail, you say? Do you know what Winston Churchill said when he invented the computer? He said, and I found this online, so listen carefully. Never fail, never surrender, and beware of those French bastards who send you dodgy URLs. Oh, Mr. Churchill, you turn me off and on again and again. <laughs> fine, fine! If we're just making shit up, then maybe I invented the internet. Oh, did you now? Did you? Oh, well, thank goodness. All these women are in my area, but I've just got no way of meeting them. When I click on the ad, I put in all of my information, and then it asks my credit card information. I'm like, why, why do I need to give my credit card information to find beautiful singles in my area? But I take, I put, well, I put it in, and when I put in the credit card information, all of a sudden, I'm losing a thousand pounds, and I don't meet any women in my area. Am I doing something wrong? Something is going wrong there, right? Because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to give him money, and look, sorry, class, bear with me here, but it, it, it's just puzzling, you know. I click on the ad, it's not clear, so I, I don't understand why you've invented the. Eleanor White was a quiet, unassuming housewife, according to our neighbors. Type of woman to let her husband film their bedroom activities, but drew the line at showing it to his golf buddies. A classy broad. That's what made it more shocking to find her in the middle of the Golden Gate Bridge, with a bus full of Girl Scouts and a bomb. Stay back, Murray. I've got three tons of gelignite on this bus, and I'm not afraid to detonate it. I just want to talk, nice and friendly. Say, where does a sweet and gracious housewife come to learn how to make bombs? It's not my fault. 
I bought a copy of the Anarchist's Cookbook at a garage sale. I thought it would be radical baking ideas like adding chia seeds to cookies for an extra kick, but the only recipes in it were for LSD. I told you, stay back. The crowd has gathered, Helena. You don't want to hurt them. You're my hero, Helena. Blow up those kids. Keep your mouth shut, Nathan. I just can't stand it anymore. This city has gone to hell, and there's no one left to clean up these streets. You mean you haven't heard? The council agreed to pay a deal with the unions. The garbage men are going back to work tomorrow. Oh, thank God. Let the kids go. That was the last case I worked. Why did I retire? That's a tough question to answer. Maybe I fancied a life on the beach, drinking pina coladas. Maybe I wanted to spend more time with the grandchildren. Or maybe, just maybe, it was because the judge revoked my license after finding me guilty for fly-tipping. That's the legend of Murray, and I guess you'll never know. Welcome to Theodore Chats, where I, Theodore Mudson, give a presentation on a range of interesting topics. However, following a lengthy legal dispute with TED Talks, I can no longer use an auditorium and have to give my presentations to anyone I find out and about. This is episode one, the history of the monarchy given to St. Cruz Running Club. Alright guys, first whistle, start with a gentle jog, second whistle, full out of sprinting. Oh, and this little prick wants to talk to you. Thanks, coach. I want to tell you all about the history of the British monarchy. The monarchy traces its origins from the petty kingdoms of Anglo-Saxon England and early medieval Scotland. Right, that was early. Okay, guess we're running then. The petty kingdoms are consolidated by the 10th century. Why they wear crocs? England was conquered by the Normans, 1066. Okay, maybe you want to slow down a bit, guys. Oh no. After England was conquered, Wales gradually came under the control of the Anglo Saxons. Oh god. Listen, I'll just catch you up on your way back round. Okay. Right. Okay, the Magna Carta began the process. The Magna Carta began the process. Well, the Magna Carta began the process of reducing the monarch's political powers. Get out of the way! We're running here! Oh, forget this. Oh, join me next week when I give a Theodore chat on the history of gangster rap at my Nance Bridge Club. Yeah, that'll work. Those old dolls are barely mobile. was work, honey. I told you, if you're going to come into this house with that attitude, then I'll stay at my mother's. Kids, pack an overnight bag. Your father's in one of his moods. God, I'm sorry. Sorry, kids. I, I just keep forgetting that you're half horse, half human, but not in a cool eliminator way, in a really deeply terrifying way. It scares me, but I love you. Oh, look what you've done. Look what you've done. Oh. Wait, uh, wait a minute. I know that smell. 
You've been down at the stables again, eating hay? Oh, who was it with this time, Fancy Feet, huh? And don't say Black Beauty, I'm not a fool. <laughs> all the glue factories in all the world for me to walk into. It had to be yours. with your stupid white hat. Excuse me? How about you come over here and we can settle this thing, man? Yeah? Oh, you'd love that, wouldn't you? Me to come all the way over there to beat you up. How about you man up and make your way here where I can beat the absolute snot out of you? Fine. That's you witnessing your life getting one step closer to the ending. Face it, punk. You haven't got the balls to come toe-to-toe with a soldier. Pathetic. Watch this. You think I'm scared, buddy? Yeah, actually, I do. You look like the kind of person who listens to their favourite train sounds in the doctor's waiting room. I'm not afraid to smash your head in. You dress like a guy who googled sad 30-year-old and took fashion tips from the first result. Now you're judging me in high dress? You look like you're dug up from a clown graveyard. Stupid black coat, stupid back clothes, big squeaky nose. I've had enough. Prepare to meet your end. We're finally face to face then. How about you take a swing at me? Go on, you first. I can't... What? I can't hit you. Why not? Well, if it's so easy, why don't you hit me? Oh, well, uh, I I can't either. Is is it because you're a pawn and I'm not standing diagonally? Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's because we're both pawns and you're not standing diagonally from me. So... <clears throat> wait, wait, what's that? <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, oh, phew. <laughs> Not sure what I would have done without my trusty knight. <laughs> but knight, but knight, I never got your name. <laughs> I won't ever forget you, Dr. Seabiscuit. I can't believe that judge forced Murray to retire. It's just not fair. What do you think, Ben? 
love long and I love long. Please, can you just come on and get me, please? Come on, come on, come on, come on. Ugh, he's right. Sometimes silence says it all. I'm not sure I'll be able to listen to future episodes if they're just going to keep creating these three-dimensional characters that I fall in love with and then just rip them away right in front of my ears. I'm going to have to go. The hospital's about to close and my horse lady therapist wants to take me out for a little trot and a nice carrot. I hope you've learned as much as I have, but also have some questions like, what's Oxford? What is Theodore really running away from? And what the heck is a queen? I'll be mailing this back to Ben's home in the United Kingdom, along with a Bruno Mars bed set I bought online. I think he'll really like it. So, so long and farewell, and just like you, I can't wait to listen to the next What Three Sketches Sketch Comedy Sketch Podcast. Podcast.